Thanks, y'all. I forgot to mention this earlier. I wanted to tell y'all about this. Our Joyful Heart small group has made these little back-to-school bags for our kiddos, and most of them are back in FC Kids, and all the kids are getting them. But um, if you didn't get one and you want to get one of these for your student, uh, there's there's all kinds of little goodies in there and, and things to remember that, that God's with them and, and that we're praying for them. So uh, just let us know if you want to get one of those. I'm going to talk about these in just a minute again. Some of y'all know what this is. Um, so I got a little picture I want to show you today to kind of start off. How many of you... Uh, have seen one of these before. Maybe you, you got one of these at your house, right? Those of you that maybe don't know, have you ever wondered how they get that, that big ship in that little bottle? Have you ever just wondered that? Like, how does that happen? Well, well, I've got the answer for you uh, today, and I want to share it with you. And I've, I've got my own little one uh, di- di- uh, display here to, to show it to you. The way they do that is it's made out of Legos, okay? Um, did, you know, they, did you know that? It's it's like it's, 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 you just put it together like that. Man, I thought that was going to be funny. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to share, I really just wanted to share this with you because I got this for my birthday. My, my kids got me this Lego uh, ship in a bottle and we spent all weekend putting it together. And uh, here's a little picture of us. Last night, we got it done finally, late, late, late night. You can see we're all worn out. But um, I wanted to share it with you because I thought it was a great visual for this uh, series that we're doing, this fellowship forward, this idea of a ship that we're all on together and we're going somewhere. So I wanted to share that with you and, and talk a little more about what we started last week. Last week, we kicked off this conversation about uh, vision, about our fresh vision for us as a fellowship family, how we're moving forward into the future that God has for us. I talked about how, um, how God's vision from the very beginning was this, the people of God in the place of God, enjoying the presence of God. That, that's, what, that's what God's vision for us from the very beginning was all about. And Christ made a way once and for all for that vision to become a reality in our lives through his life and his death and his resurrection. That's what we just sang about and, and praise God for, right? That Christ won that victory for us and, and there, is, there is this life that we can have in him and through him and, and the church, Christ created the church to bear witness to this good news of God's grace by our words and, and through our lives and through our life together. There's this little sticky phrase that I shared last week. It's the reason why I wore my glasses and I'll probably wear them for this whole series because some of y'all said they make me look smarter and y'all are listening a little better, but, uh, but also just to remind you of this point, okay? And the point is this, the church, I believe, is, is kind of like the frame that holds God's vision in place so that the world can see Christ through the lens of life together. That's, that's what, why we exist, I believe. That's, that's who we are and who Christ is calling us to be. And so with that in mind, we talked last week about this fresh expression of God's vision for us as a church. It's not a new vision, and it's not our vision. It's, it's, it's God's vision, but it's a fresh expression of that vision. And it's all summed up in this phrase, sharing life together in Christ. I shared this graphic with you as kind of a visual reminder of this, and, um, and 
I hope that you'll see this. I actually made some copies and put them on the desk outside if y'all want to grab one on the way out just so you can see it and be reminded of it. And, and the most important thing really is that scripture that sort of forms the foundation of it. It's right there at the bottom. And, uh, and I want to read it for you again today. I know it's kind of small, but if you can see it, I would love for you to say it with me. Let's all, let's all say it together. You ready? Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Uh, if you do the daily scripture readings, you'll know that every day this week I had the same scripture. It was this one, 1 Thessalonians 2, 8, because my hope is we would all just commit that to memory, that we would know it and so we can live into it. And so that that would define us as individuals and as a church. Uh, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. See, it's the good news of God's grace, but it's lived out in, in this particular place and in the particular places that God has called us. It's, it's lived out through our shared embraces. It's lived out with our familiar faces. So, so this vision uh, that, that we're talking about has four C's that, that describe what it could look like for us. Connection, collaboration, commission, celebration. And there's four ships that describe how we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there through relationship and ownership and partnership and worship. And so we're gonna be talking about that for the next few weeks. And the title of today's sermon is this, All Aboard. And the reason why it's that, uh, at first for, for me, the reason why I chose that title was because that's, I think that's what they say, right? When everybody's getting on a ship together, right? All aboard, let's go. And, and that's what this series is about. It's about this fellowship is, is going places, and I want us all to go there together. So that's what it's all about. But, but you know, as I, was, as I was thinking about it this week, as I was preparing for this message, and as I was putting together this Lego ship in a bottle set, I had another uh, kind of revelation. I realized that, that that phrase, all aboard, has another meaning as well. And I'm just going to warn you, it's, it's a little cheesy. Uh, if, if you didn't feel like I had been cheesy enough today, I'm gonna I'm gonna have got another one for you. Okay, so so here's what I came up with. Just like just like those Legos, all connect together. All those little bricks and boards come together to make the ship. In the same way, we are all aboard, if you will, uh, that makes this fellowship float. See what I'm saying there? All right, I'll see myself out. It's fine. <laughs> Lee, come on up and just do a song. It's a <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll, I got a couple more things here, okay. Um, it's cheesy, but it's true, and you're gonna remember it, okay? And I want you to remember because it's this foundational truth of, of Scripture. It's, it's good news for you and me. It's good news for the world around us. And, and, and here's why. This morning, I wanna talk about two things specifically that focus uh, on that first part of the vision, uh, that, that orange part on the coordinate there. It says relationship and connection. This morning, I wanna talk about connection and relationship. And what I hope you'll see uh, today and this week and every week of this series is what it's all about is it's about fellowship. It's about sharing life together. That's not just what church is about. That's what life is about, friends. And we get to experience that here together. So the two points that I want to make today real quickly there in your sermon notes is this. Number one, we, in Christ, we can all have fellowship with God. And the second is like it. In Christ, we can have fellowship with one another. I wanna talk just a few minutes about that this morning, but, but before we dig into those, I wanna ask you a question that I think, I think will reveal the need that each of us has in our lives 
to think about connection and relationship. So I want to ask you a, a pretty pointed question this morning. I wonder how many of you here today or or watching online, how many of you here today have ever felt like a real connection with God or a real connection with others seems about as impossible as a ship in a bottle? Maybe maybe you prayed and God didn't answer. Maybe maybe you came to church and and nobody talked to you. Maybe maybe you opened yourself up to to a group and and they didn't respond or maybe you signed up to serve in a ministry and and nobody contacted you. And maybe you're wondering if if a real connection with God and others in community is really something that's attainable in your life. I wonder I wonder even beyond us here, I wonder how many of our friends and our family members and our neighbors feel like the idea of a relationship with God and others is about as attainable as getting that, that big ship in that little bottle. Well, the good news that I wanna share with you today is this. I believe that in Christ, the good news of God's grace is that in Christ, it is attainable. But I think the problem is so many times, especially when it comes to life and faith, what we do is we make it too complicated when it's actually really pretty simple. Now, I didn't say it was easy. I said it was simple. It's actually pretty hard, but it's not that complicated. And so this morning, I wanna read a scripture lesson to you that I think reveals that to us today. There's this situation in the gospels where Jesus was asked by the Pharisees uh, what's the most important thing? What's, what's most foundational to life and faith? And Jesus basically, his response to them basically teaches them this truth that, that they needed to hear and that we all need to hear. And if we've heard it, we need to be reminded of it. What Jesus basically says in the scripture that I'm about to read for you is it's all about relationships, relationship with God, relationship with others. And, and our relationship with God affects and transforms all our relationships with others. It's about a connection with Christ in community. Listen to this. This is the first foundational scripture for our, our, our vision. And, and it's, it's gonna guide us as, as, a, as a fellowship family. Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. Hear this God's word for us today. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, a teacher and an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? What you need to know is there are actually 613 commandments in the law. So, so this question is almost an impossible task, right? Out of all 613, which one is the greatest, Jesus? And Jesus replies, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they're, they're, they're trying to get Jesus to make it simple, right? That 613, that's pretty complicated, right? They're saying, Jesus, what's the one? And he said, you know what? I'm not gonna choose, but I'm gonna condense it for you. I'm gonna make it pretty simple. Out of all those laws and all the things that the prophet says, it really boils down to this pretty simple thing. The life of faith is about relationships. At the very center of, of all the commandments is this complete commitment to connection. It's not easy, but it's not complicated. 
But then after Jesus spoke these powerful words, what he did was he backed it up, not just with his teaching, but with his life and his death and his resurrection. And the lesson is this, in him, in Christ, our lives might be restored to right relationship with God and others. In him, in Christ, our lives can be redeemed and restored and renewed through a real connection with God and others in Christ. It's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. And there's a word in the New Testament, it's, it's mentioned over and over and over again, and it describes this unique kind of relationship that we can have with God and others in Christ, this relationship that, that transforms all other relationships, this connection that's like no other, and it's all summed up in this one simple, powerful word. And guess what it is? I know you're gonna love it. You know what the word is? Fellowship. Fellowship. The Greek word in the New Testament is this word koinonia. Say it with me. Koinonia. One more time. Koinonia. It's, it's this word that means literally in English fellowship, but there are some other words in English that, that describe it as well. It's words like association, participation, community, communion, contribution, and, and get this, common sharing or sharing in common, as in sharing life together in Christ. You see how that works together? I love it. That, that, that brings me to the first point this morning. In Christ, we can have fellowship with God. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful who has called you into koinonia, fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Philippians 3.10 and 11 says, I wanna know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation, koinonia, in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death so that somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. My friend J.D. Walt calls this the first half of the gospel, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he, that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting, eternal life. That's the first half of the gospel. He says there's a second half of the gospel, 1 John 3, 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and so we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. He says in the first half of the gospel, we discover how God is with us and God is for us. And in the second half of the gospel, we discover how God works in us and through us. And it's this beautiful picture of of the full gospel of Jesus Christ and the, the transformation that it brings to our lives and to our world. That brings me to the second point this morning. In Christ, we can have fellowship with others. Koinonia, with one another. The first time this word shows up in the New Testament is it's actually in the book of Acts following Pentecost and it happens within the context of Christian community. Listen to this, Acts 2.42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to koinonia, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And then 1 John 6 says, if we claim to have koinonia, fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we lie and we don't live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have koinonia, fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. It's this beautiful picture of of sharing life together. 
Writer Douglas Mangnum describes koinonia as this interactive relationship between God and believers who are sharing new life through Christ. Again, it's sharing life together in Christ. This this sharing life together means something. It means that no matter where we've come from, no matter what our background or our um, uh, family of origin or our experiences or our preferences or our affiliations, uh, our common ground is grounded in the good news of Jesus Christ. And our relationship with Christ is the, is the source that our relationships with others flow through. It's why throughout the New Testament, Jesus says things like, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Paul says, Christ is the head and, and we're the body. Peter says, Jesus is the high priest and we are a kingdom of priests. There's these images over and over again of this connection that we have in Christ, these relationships that we have in Christ because our primary relationship is with God through Jesus. So let me give you let me give you one more example in terms of our our fellowship, okay? This is the this is the TCIV, the Trey Carey imperfect version. And uh, and it goes like this. I want this to be kind of an image for you of this idea of connection and relationship. Jesus is the captain of our fellowship, and we are all aboard that makes the fellowship float. And not just float, but through the wind of the Holy Spirit in our sails, we're moving forward towards life abundant and life eternal and life together in Christ. Amen? This is the good news of God's grace that, that we need to hear and we need to be reminded of and the world needs to hear it too and we need to tell it to them, not just with our words, but with our lives and with our life together. I got one more quote I wanna share from you from my friend J.D. Wald. I know, you know I love to quote him. I think I'm quoting him more today than I usually am, but uh, I read this quote this week in my daily devotional and, and I want you to know it convicted me and it challenged me in such a way that, that I've had to read it over and over again this week. And, and honestly, I hope it'll do the same for you today. Uh, he said this, uh, remember the first half of the gospel, John three sixteen, God with us and God for us. The second half of the gospel, First uh, John three sixteen, God working in us and through us. He, he said this this week, the world will awaken to the first half of the gospel when the people of God, the church, wake up to the second half of the gospel. Let me read that one more time. The world will awaken to the first half of the gospel when the people of God, the church, wake up to the second half of the gospel. In other words, the world will know that God is with us and God is for us when the church allows God to work in us and through us. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Y'all still awake? All right. Jesus said it like this, by, by this, Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And they'll know that we love one another by our koinonia, by our fellowship. See, love is not an emotion, it's a choice. Fellowship is not a family, or it's not a feeling, it's a family. And relationships aren't always like they are in the movies, right? Relationships are almost always messy because we're all broken imperfect people being made new by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. And we get to live that out and live into that together in this thing that, that Jesus calls church. It's fellowship, it's a family where we can share life together in Christ. So this morning, I wanna leave you with a few questions 
just for you to think about and to pray about and to consider this morning. And they have to do with this idea of relationship and, and connection in Christ. So um, the first one's this. I wanna ask you to think about and pray about and consider what, what would it look like for you to move forward in your relationship with God and others? And, and the second is like it. What steps do you need to take to experience a deeper connection with Christ and with this fellowship? And that's why we're here to help you with that. You're not alone in answering these questions. And so the third and final one is this. What is one thing you could do this week to get on board to help our fellowship family be that, that frame that holds God's vision in place in this place so that the world around us might see Christ through the lens of our life together. What does that look like for you? It could be, maybe it could be joining a small group or volunteering in a ministry. Maybe it's inviting someone to come to church or to be a part of the Wednesday night study when it starts. Maybe it's putting something in the offering plate or, or simply offering to pray for someone this week, maybe at work or even online. Whatever that looks like for you, I can't answer that for you, but whatever that looks like for you, the, the question is simply, how can you, how can we practice sharing life together in Christ? I wanna, I wanna invite you to take some time to do that this morning. Lee's gonna come up and he's just gonna play some music for just a minute or two. and. Um, we're gonna put those questions back up on the screen and I wanna invite you to spend some time just allowing God to speak to your heart and mind. You may wanna take some time to, to share your heart and mind with God. You might wanna ask God to reveal some of the ways that God might be calling you to step out in faith and to step into a deeper relationship with God and others. That special, unique kind of relationship that, that affects and transforms all of our other relationships, that connection with Christ in community, that connection like no other. What could that look like for you and for us and for the world around us? I wanna invite you to pray about that. And I, I wanna begin by praying for you and with you. So will you pray with me? God, we thank you so much that, that a relationship with you and others that brings life is, is attainable and available to us through your son, Jesus, that, that he has made a way for us to connect with you and, and with others. Lord, where, where sin has disconnected us, we can be reconnected and, and redeemed and restored and renewed through his life and his death and his resurrection. God, we thank you for the good news of your grace that's ours in Christ. Lord, I pray that each one of us today would receive it, whether it's the first time or, or the first time in a long time, that we would really receive that today into the deepest part of who we are so that we might share it with others through our lives and through our life together and through our relationships. Lord, we love you so much and we thank you that your grace meets us right where we are and yet it never leaves us there. That you call us to new heights and to new depths in your unconditional sacrificial love for each one of us. God, I thank you for each person that's here today. Lord, I pray that you would just open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and our minds to receive whatever it is that you have for us today so that our lives and our relationships might bear fruit for your kingdom. God, we love you and we thank you and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, we might be praying silently for just a few minutes, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I didn't mention this either, but if, if you would like to come forward and pray, the altars are open, and if you would like someone to pray with you or for you, uh, I would love to do that. So, um, so I invite you to come. <laughs>